It's Saturday. It's 7 a.m. This is ABQ Central with your hosts, Fred Slow and Van Nunley. All right, all right, all right, fire them up! It starts right now on The Sports Animal. Good morning, Albuquerque. My name is Fred Slow. Alongside me, my co-host, my co-host, Van Nunley. Good morning, Van. What up, my dude? How you be? Feel good about being me today. Yeah? Yeah, I'm into me. That's good. Yeah. A little self-actualization going on over here? You, you know, you got your good days, you got your bad. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Feel- a, few, a few good ones in a row. I've been so fortunate as of late. Okay. To have a few good ones in a row. I got I got momentum greater than the NBA right now. Ooh, ones and twos. Is it is it Andrew? Andrew, are you in there? And hello. What's up, guys? Ah, good morning, oh, my morning, buddy. Good morning. That's a happy si- Saturday. Thank you. It's a yeah. silky smooth one from Andrew this morning. He's yeah, woke up early. Let's go early riser, my boy. Woke up early on my born day. Got that Duke Duke shirt. Wait, on. you said the born day? Today's your birthday? No, no, no. It's no hip hop lyric. Come on now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Come on now. But yes, I am wearing the old school Duke shirt. Thank yes. you for noticing. Sweet. Duke, it's a Duke's on Duke shirt. We're gonna put a picture of that on social media. That thing's strong. It's, Let's go. Looks like the university or Duke University, but it's the Duke's logo. I love it. It's very <laughs> smart. Big week in sports, man. As we say good morning. Was it, though? <laughs> Was it? As we say good morning to Albuquerque, and we bring you Dave and Buster's ABQ Central, live from the ABQ Act studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Yeah, we are. Yeah, big big weekend sports. That's what I would say. I took it all in. And I take in sports now, because I haven't turned my TV on since Tiger King. I, I don't I don't know how you spend your spare time. Actually, I'm lying. I do know how you spend your spare time. Yes, you're often there. We had one of those little afternoon days yesterday. Yeah. We had one of those days. Made a day of it, didn't we? So I haven't turned the TV on in, I don't know, three months. We've been in quarantine three months. So all my sports now comes from the front page of the internet. Yes. So I open up the front page of the internet and I say, here are the sports. 505-246-0610. We'll take calls today. we got guests today. Give them to you before the end of the first segment here. So it started last Sunday. So we did the show last Saturday. Uh-huh. But then after Saturday, traditionally comes Sunday. Usually. Yes. If it didn't, that would be weird. As you have called all these days since the start of quarantine, Blur's Day. Yes. Which I think is very clever. Mm-hmm. You're very funny. So Sunday comes, and they're going to run the the Geico 500. And by they, I mean NASCAR. Sure. going to run the Geico 500. And if that's not the name of the race, I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't know what it was. But it's in... It's in don't ta- care to know. Talladega. You don't care to no. know. It's not your thing. I don't need this to be the first NASCAR race I ever watched outside a Will Ferrell movie. That's a fact. Why start now? Why start now? Yeah. So it rained. It rained as it so often does in Florida. We said, oh, we're going to cancel this thing. We're not going to do it. We're No NASCAR today. Okay. My life was changed about 0%. Yep. And then NASCAR puts out this tweet. I'm not going to read it to you because it's six days old and you know what it said. But this tweet says, hey, um, 
somebody hung a noose outside of Bubba Wallace's like garage, and this is the BS, and we're gonna figure it out. What? What van? See, when they first said there was a noose hanging in his garage, Bubba Wallace, the only person of color who drives pilots. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty important, <laughs> pretty important tidbit of info for uh, this story. He pilots a NASCAR. Is that what you call it? Steers? I'm not sure. He drives. What? Boy drives. All right. Probably shouldn't say boy. So there's a noose. When I when I picture the noose, I pictured like a traditional a traditional brown rope just like hanging from the middle of the garage and it it has a certain connotation, right? The ballad of a Buster noose. Scruggs. Sure. Yes. 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 Good reference. Thank you. So okay, so here's a tweet. Now we haven't seen any photos. We have no idea. Just like a sprinkle of info. No yeah. clue what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh like a like a like over a birthday cake, like sprinkles. First glance at this story, it's like this is disgusting. Disgusting. How can somebody do that, and how can they get away with it? Like, there's cameras everywhere. Every, right. This is this is the uh, this is the, the Geico fifteen percent bowl or whatever it was. This bowls. thing should be figured out. They're bulls now? I don't know. No, there's cameras everywhere to ensure there's no cheating. To my understanding. There's got to be a camera in and out, somebody dropping off a noose, hanging a noose in a garage, right? You can get a ring for like $100. You know there are cameras everywhere. Sure. And people with cell phones. Correct. And people with GoPros. And also, and I know- The Illuminati is probably there. Uh, they have an underground bunker. The they- the, the the proverbial day. The they were there. And there's someone there uh -huh. constantly monitoring all of this because it's my understanding that NASCARs don't come cheap. I feel like they're fairly expensive endeavors. No, they're not Camrys. No. Yeah. And to be fair. To be fair. No one's watching these cameras for the safety of people. They're watching them for the cost of the things that are around. Sure. Yeah. The security camera at Target is not for when someone backs into you with their car in the parking lot. Right. No. They're so you you don't steal Nintendo Switches. Correct. Right. So NASCAR says, hey, there's this noose. We're investigating. It's the most serious thing on the planet. So Monday, you and I do the live stream. We sure did. We do a live stream several times a week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, traditionally, but we don't let we don't let that get in the way of life. Absolutely not. So we'll let you know if we don't do it. So we do it. Uh, everything's at TalkABQ. Find us on social media, Facebook, TalkABQ. So we do the live stream. And I say in the live stream, you know what, Van? Ugh. I've seen this story. I saw this story recently. This is the Jesse Smollett story. Yeah, yeah. You kind of called it, didn't you? Right away. Not really full blown Jesse no. Smollett, like no, it wasn't diet Jesse Smollett. I I produced that. I said, "Here's what I think." You had a feel about you. It just didn't make sense to me. Yeah, there's too many variables here. Have you ever been to a sporting event? Like in general, ever? yes. Many. Have you ever taken a bag to that sporting event? Often. Do they check that bag? Yes, they do. Cool. 
Have you ever tried to take a noose into a sporting event? Let me dig through the brain here. You have not. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. Never done that before. And if you tried, guess what would happen? You would not be allowed to bring it into the building. A, a, a litany of uncomfortable questions uh, would follow. Well, here's the thing, guys. I saw this video on this Hub website that I really like, and uh, I'm, uh, I, just, I carry this around all the time now. Uh, part German. So I said, I don't know. I said, this one, this one doesn't seem altruistic. I said, but NASCAR wouldn't have put out a statement if NASCAR didn't know. Sure. So my idea, I thought it was a WWE-style work. I thought NASCAR put it out on Sunday after the rain delay to hype the race on Monday for the, for the um, uh, what did I say it was? The State Farm, whatever it was? Sure. So then I was like, and they're going to tell you on Tuesday – who did it? And that's going to become um, a, a, a martyr for the racist community. And that's going to become a, a pariah for the uh, not racist community. And, and it's going to be a thing. Okay. So the race goes off Monday. Uh, there is a winner. Could not at this point tell you who it was. I don't know anybody's name. You could hold one. You could put my head in a noose and say, tell me who won. The All-State 500 this past Monday. I'm trying to think of a, a driver that's not Dale Earnhardt Jr. or Bubba Wallace. I, you, um, Jeff Gordon? Waltrip? Is Waltrip still in the game? What happened to Joey Logano? A bunch of them do weird stuff. Ryan Blaney. Oh, of that, course. That's your winner, Ryan Blaney. The backup running back for the San Diego Chargers, Ryan Blaney, doubles as a NASCAR what did we say they were called? That sounds like a made-up name. Submariners? Ryan Blaney. That's like the bad guy from a B-movie. Not even the main bad guy. Yeah. It's like, a, like a side quest bad guy. Get out of here, Blaney. Yeah. <laughs> You're a loose cannon, Blaney. <laughs> Give me your badge and your gun. You're, you're bringing down the whole force, Blaney. I'll go... I'll go full Daily Show right now. I'll do a whole bit on how cop movies are terrible. Do that next segment. So, the race ends, and then here's Tuesday. We're at Tuesday now. I've gone through three days, all right, chronologically. And the FBI says, you know what? We don't necessarily, NASCAR doesn't have a rich, we don't believe that. They, we're at the FBI. We'll just handle it. Right. So the FBI came in. And good on them for jumping in. I mean, As they should. Yeah, large scale, possible alleged large-scale hate yeah. crime. Yeah, very public eye. Big deal, yeah. Huge deal. So so the FBI shows up, some Mulder and Scully are there. Yep. And they spend about five minutes looking into this thing. They, the flight down was longer than the investigation. Yeah. No, no, no. They went to the regional office. <laughs> Did you see that McMillions document on, on HBO? The guy stealing all the McDonald's pieces? I did not see that. Okay. Is it good? It's brilliant. I'll you should it watch it. But it's the same Motley crew. I don't know if it actually is. Of backwater Florida FBI investigators that just couldn't get a job due to lack of professionalism in any other office throughout the country. Well, there's Florida. F Florida man and FBI man are the same. <laughs> so they come in and they say, hey, actually, um, garages have doors. It's a pull string. Yeah. 
and it is ridiculously obvious what it is. I just pulled up a picture, and uh, it's a garage pull. Like, that shouldn't have taken this long. Garages have doors. But here's the thing. It rains in Florida. It's definitely fashioned into a noose. And I've been in and out of plenty garages in my life, and they've never been a full-blown noose. The sides of it is if you were to hang a, a G.I. Joe or a Ken doll. Yeah. You could get maybe two fingers in it, which It'd is the a, amount of fingers you need to pull. It's a noose for a Cabbage Patch doll. Oh, my gosh. This is the current climate we are in. And it's a shame that like NASCAR had this awesome momentum oh. for race relations. They've done so many good things. They... One guy dropped an M-bomb, and they got rid of him immediately. Had to go. They did the whole flag thing. That was huge for them. Too much. Yeah. And Just too much. And then now. I love the solidarity. I love that everyone got behind Bubba Wallace. I love the support. I love the start to the race. The only NASCAR highlights I have watched since Dale Earnhardt. And Tim Dieter. Number three. I loved them all coming together, but it was all a production. Yes, it was. This is this is WWE N A S C A R. It is very obviously a garage pull. I got the picture pulled. It's not right even here. close. But it is very also very obviously a noose. So my question is is every garage pull fashioned into a noose? Not anymore. Sure you that. When we get back, the NBA's put out their schedule. Am I excited? Yeah, baby. Nah, I'm not even going to spoil it. <laughs> ABQ, Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the ABQ Act Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program, the program has guests today. Julianne Overton, the public affairs officer for the Santa Fe National Forest, will be joining us at 8 a.m. Because you know why, Van? Tell me. Next weekend is the 4th of July. Ooh-wee. And I got a bunch of questions. Happy birthday, Van Allen Nunley Sr. He's a firecracker baby. Thought you were going to say the United States of America. I thought you were going to say happy birthday. Same vibe. To the United States of freaking America. They've almost been around the same amount of time. I would encourage you if you have not, because maybe you've had <laughs> obligations. This might be the first year you have been able to easily get out into wilderness for the holiday. Yeah. Julianne Overton is going to tell you how to do it and how to do it safely and where you can do it at as National Forest reopened on the 15th. Also at 830, Hall of Fame voter Bob Nightingale is going to join us. Ooh. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Friend in real life. Friend in real life. Coming back on the program. USA Today baseball expert Bob Nightingale. Who now boasts 250,000 plus followers on Twitter. So that's where all my questions are going to be focused. <laughs> it's a whole segment on Twitter trolls. Now, uh, hey, Bob, I know uh, obviously you're an MLB Network insider there, and you work for USA Today, a pretty accredited newspaper, but uh, do me a favor, guy. How do I get them follow backs? Yeah. Like, that's what I need. Uh, they, uh, I understand you got 250,000 Twitter followers. Would you uh, Would you share this? Now, yeah. Would you share my tweet? Mm. Now, that's pretty, you've been on the Twitter there for about 11 years, Bob. I think you could, uh, do, you, do you know Kanye? Yeah, he's <laughs> Can you can you get Kanye for me, buddy? That is, 
Is that a yes? Also, he only follows like 1,200 people, which is 1,200 more than we follow because yeah. we follow zero. We follow zero. Everything's at TalkABQ on the social media. So 8 a.m., Julianne Overton, public affairs officer with the Santa Fe National Forest. 8.30, Bob Nightingale of uh, Breaks News really early. Baseball. Mr. Baseball. I, I believe that nickname is already taken. Uh, yes. Yes. You're going to need to. It's Bernie Mac. You get, okay. <laughs> That's Mr. 3000. I'm terribly sorry. I got my 90s movies mixed up. The NBA yesterday released their... Hey, hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's, let's, no, I'm let's, sorry. I apologize. Let's rewind one second, because I'm a journalist. Okay. Yeah, breaking news. I'm a, a very uh, thorough journalist. Similar to a hobbyist. And um, while we were talking about the NASCAR story, I was doing some investigating as an investigative journalist. Why? And NASCAR comes out and says that no other garage... Had a similar pull-down rope knot okay. fashioned into a noose. All right. So that's a Shyamalan twist. It is not. Maybe it was a noose. No. It was still only a garage pull-down, but it was fashioned into a noose. Yeah, because th- there's an itty-bitty guy in your pit crew, and he's got to reach up there with the tire iron to catch it to pull the dealie down to get the door down. That's what it is. Itty bitty, like it's like a jockey for NASCAR. Yes. Yeah, he's got he's got his little tire. He jumps. I got it. I'm gonna get it. Okay. Are you saying NASCAR is uh, worked by Oompa Loompas? Is that what you're saying? The structure of it, I feel, is not so dissimilar from Willy Wonka. <laughs> Does Willy Wonka have a car? Yeah. Yes. You're gonna tell me he has a gondola? The, num- it- the number fifty nine car sponsored by Willy Wonka. You think that would be the number? 59? Yeah. I just guessed a number. No, there's no way. What do you think it would be? Well, I mean, how many golden tickets were there? Five? Yeah, there you go. And then he's got the glass elevator. Okay. Okay, I mean, Willy Wonka gets around. And you're going to tell me he, he, he's he got the cheddar to pull a NASCAR. Yes. That would be the most colorful car, too. Yes. It'd be a really cool looking car. It'd be insanely cool looking. Do NASCARs have entrance music? All right, start a GoFundMe. All we need is one irate Karen on the internet to say that Willy Wonka NASCARs don't matter, and we'll get tens of thousands of donations in a minute. The internet right now is better than it's ever been. So I need some photo evidence of all the other garage stalls and what their pull-down look like. No, I'm... So I watched... This is going to sound weird. Okay. I watched like um, NASCAR behind the scene, like NASCAR live and in your face inside NASCAR, like NASCAR hosted by Ahmad Rashad. Like I watched these shows, right? Only because of this. I've never watched one on my own. Okay. So they have like, um, like, like MTV crib style cameras in the garages and you can see the ropes. They're hanging there. Yeah. I'm trying to look at other garages and they all look different none of them are fashioned into a noose so his his was unique it was the only one tied like that is that just happenstance fred i'm so from the fbi thing that i read and i wasn't going to dive more into this but thank you it has been by video evidence fashioned in that way since at least 
the fall of 2019, and they stopped looking before then because it's not a real story. Because this doesn't need actual investigation. Phelps said NASCAR conducted... Who's Phelps? He's the spokesperson for NASCAR. Conducted a thorough sweep of all 1,684 garage stalls at all 29 tracks used by the Cup Series, Xfinity Series, and Gander Outdoor Truck Series. Only 11 were fashioned into a knot, and only one took the form of a noose. All right. Okay, that's different. Can I show you? That's different data. Real quickly, a reenactment of this thorough investigation. Can I do that real quick? Okay. Ring, ring. (laughs) Hello? Hey, Charles. It's uh, Phelps. (laughs) I need you to go down to that track that you worked the front gate at and make sure all the knots at the end of these ropes are untied because I'm going to really try to save face here. Shoot me a text when you're done. TTYL. So now we're talking, now we're in conspiracy theory. I have been in conspiracy theory on this. The whole time. Since last Sunday at one minute after the tweet. You were yelling Jesse Smollett immediately. Immediately. Yeah. And, by the way, I am the strongest advocate. This is probably not the best stance to take as a radio host in town when you're supposed to say super in the middle. Yes. I want equality for every single person that's ever been born, lived, and then died. I yearn for that. I don't want anyone to ever feel oppressed. It is unacceptable to make anyone, by choice, feel uncomfortable. Yes, we are both allies, and we are both advocates. This thing is a fraud. You think it's a fraud? It's a hoax. It's a work. I'm going mildly oppo of you right now. Why? Because NASCAR, who get, you might be right, they might be trying to save face here. But also, they're they at the have, forefront. They may have jumped the gun on the story a little bit. But out of 1,684 garage stalls, only 11 of them were tied in a knot, and only one of them was tied into a noose. That is not true. Well, I mean, that's what NASCAR said. That's oh, their official y- statement. You know what their official statement was last Sunday on Twitter? There's a noose hanging from Bubba Wallace. Yes! Yeah. Hey, now, guys, we're not trying to interrupt your news feed here or be a nuisance, but there was a noose. No! Sin nuisance. Do you know how Paul Heyman works? Do you know how CM Punk works? This is all professional wrestling. I get it. You're making races. You know what you're really making? Entertainment. From, and, from the texture. Okay. Friend of the show, friend in real life, Dion. Good morning. Certainly look like a noose to me. Seen garage door pulls before. Never one looking like that. I'm in that camp. I first, when I heard the story, I thought it was a literal noose hanging from his garage. But it was a garage pool fashioned into a noose. It had been in existence as that thing since last fall. Allegedly. Not allegedly! Who are you going to believe here? The FBI! Oh, really? Yes. Because they're always about, about <laughs> truth. The FBI is about truth and transparency all of a sudden. I stand in front of you of such assurance 
because I watched the MTV style cribs in the garage documentary Dealey back of the house NASCAR show, and I saw it myself. So, what you're saying, Fred? Yes. Don't let me put words in your mouth. Okay. But I'm gonna put words in your mouth. Go ahead. Is that it wasn't a hate crime? You better not be putting words in my mouth. I'm putting literally putting words in your mouth. It wasn't a hate crime. No one snuck into the garage and fashioned a noose. It wasn't a hate crime. No one tied the garage pool to look like a noose. But whoever assigned the garage was a racist. Okay. Is that what you're saying? Because <laughs> if, if this was has been a noose since October 2019, and out of 1,600 garage stalls, this is the only one that's fashioned into a noose, so the guy who put him in the garage is the racist. That's what Fred Slow is saying right now on record. By rule, NASCAR assigns garage stalls based on point standings. The leader gets the best stall, which according to the Washington Post is, quote, typically the one closest to the track entrance for easy access on and off during frenzied practice sessions, the number of which varies from track to track. So, Bubba Wallace's success or failure as a professional racer, which, by the way, I cannot speak to or against because you have no idea. I have zero How points of reference of a driver. I just knew he was a person two weeks ago. Correct. Yeah, and I don't understand why he got the number four garage at Talladega. I don't know, but no, NASCAR was not out to get Bubba Wallace in a hey. I know we got that one track down south there. It, it, you know, it's in that part of Florida. Yeah. Where, Put him in the four stall yeah, with well, the noose. That been the noose has yeah. been fashioned since October <laughs> 2019. And even though <laughs> we have taken an adamant stand against everything that embodies this idea, and even though we have allowed racers to quit and then publicly shame those racers because they're so proud of their loser flag, mm-hmm. and even though we've had racers drop racial insensitive comments and we have separated them from NASCAR, you know what might be a good idea right here? Stir up a little, a little news. Yeah. When, by the way, you're the only sport. The only sport. Golf, kind of. Their best guys aren't playing. UFC, kind of. Their best guys aren't playing. The best NASCAR racer in the world is Danica Patrick until last week when it was Bubba Wallace. That's super true. It's super true. It's super true. We're going to be our first of what's going to end up being two takes on baseball when we get back. Excited for this. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the ABQ Act studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. From the texter, did you guys talk about, quote, Heritage Night at the 311 Speedway in North Carolina? The owner, guy by the name of Mike Fulp. Fulp is going to sell, quote, Bubba Rope. What? Buy your Bubba Rope today for only nine ninety nine each. They come with a lifetime warranty and work great. Friend of the show, Sebastian Noel, sent that to us. Thanks for the investigative journalism, Sebastian. We appreciate the heads up on this new story. You can get a bundle, too. We'll wrap it in a Confederate flag and a Magna hat. We'll get it to you. Uh, no shipping. Like, what? That part's not true. I made that part up. <sighs> Three less a picture of this. 
311 Speedway, Pine Hall, North Carolina. The Daytona of dirt, where the asphalt ends and the racing begins. Of course, that's where they sell Bubba Rope. I'm, I mean, I'm going to be real honest with you right here. I live in a different world. Go on. I don't live in a world where I have a core group of friends that believe it is socially or personally or professionally acceptable to hate other people. The people I have in my life would not allow me to be that type of person. Right. And here's the craziest thing. I don't need them to not allow me. Because I'm not that type of person. Yeah, I don't know. You do kind of backslide a little bit. Well, I mean, we all I have, do. have our good days and our bad days. Keep you in check sometimes. As do some of your other loved ones. Gross. Yeah, be nice. Facebook Marketplace. That's where it was. And Facebook yesterday down like $7 billion. That's not a number I made up. That's the actual number. Oh, my. Advertisers, including Verizon. Coca-Cola. Huge them. Huge them advertisers. It's because no one likes Facebook, bro. Well, here's who does, though. Naughty. Old people. They yeah. love it. The same people really? who would buy Bubba Rope. Yeah. <laughs> Old people love Facebook. There I can, is, I can see that. It is, it is addictive. Mm-hmm. Every, you can search right now. This is real. I'm not going to tell you to do it, but this is real. Every day you look for like the top 10 most shared anythings on Facebook. Nine of them are always conservative points. And then one is like a Hugh Jackman post. And then you're like, yeah, this makes sense. Around $7 billion. And it's not just uh, Facebook. It's the gram, too. They're taking advertising off the gram. Which the only advertising I ever see on the gram is like, wish. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I don't use it. I God, mean, I love wish suggestions. Yes. Andrew, you mess with wish? Hey, you mess with wish? Uh, No. You ever see that? Their, yeah, I always, they always see their cool stuff. Because yeah, I'm trying to get a desk for my studio. See? So. Yeah. Ridiculous. Don't buy it, because it'll be Stuart Little-sized. It's, it's a good throwback. Yesterday, Wish tried to sell me this contraption that goes around your toenails and lifts your toenails up so you could trim them. What? what? Yeah. Yeah, you heard me. That's the right face to make, the face <laughs> you're making right now. Yeah. The one I always get is like sweaters that are shaped to make you like muscular. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I mean, there just seems like a lot of fabric there. Right. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to fool anyone. Ugh. All right, guys, I'm gonna say it, and after I say it, you both can cringe. Okay. Sports is back. Yeah. Oh <laughs> gosh. Do I sound like every idiot on the ro- the microphone on the TV passing it the grocery? It kind of is. You're kind, you're kind of right, and it kind of is back. The NBA says, I know you ain't been excited yet, but we got the Pelicans playing the Jazz in the welcome back game. Ooh. <laughs> okay. The Pellies. <laughs> I get that the season had already started. I get that it stopped. I get that you should finish it. I get all of it. Here's me right now. Okay. Like, I just don't think it's going to work, first of all. It's not going to work at all. I give it two weeks. They live in bubbles, they said. The NBA and the MLB will come back for two weeks, and there will be a huge surge of COVID. Huge. And there will not be enough people to play the game, and they're going to have to cancel. Hear me out. Offense takes a shot. Defense gets the rebound. You call a timeout. You put a new ball in. (laughs) Okay. Let's go. 
Let's do it. There's no way. But the refs are just as likely carriers, too, and the ball boy is just a likely character. It doesn't matter if you keep putting in new, clean balls. Someone has to touch the ball before it goes into the game. Speaking of touching balls. Yeah. Hear me out here, Andrew. He's going. I'm a bookie, okay? Okay. I got the line on the Pelicans and the Jazz and their taxi of players that is playing. So here's what I do, because these boys live in a bubble. As I send in, and you know how NBA players are. They're young and they're rich. Yes. And they often spend money on vices. Yes. So what I'm going to do. You talk about the club. I'm talking about the club. Okay. So I'm going to go to the club down there at old outside Disney, because I'm sure Disney has like a for dads only location. You know they do. You know they do. You know. I'm going to send a little lady in there to the bubble. Corona positive lady. I'm going to say, hey, meet this gal. And I'm going to make off like a bandit. Sports betting is going to screw this thing up. And you you feel like I'm like, no, this is an exaggeration. This won't happen. It absolutely will happen. Sabotage will happen. Yes, it will. People are going to be out to make sure this thing doesn't happen. I bet you right now, if we there is a line on if this all the games happen. I would bet. I would bet that it doesn't. I would bet that it doesn't. I don't think any season is going to finish. As much as I miss sports, we just had this conversation. Like, how the world is so negative right now. And so the negative. It's the So negative. There's always something bad happening. And we're just being bombarded by negative media. And I told you in the past, my outlet would be sports and my fandom, especially for baseball, but all sports in general. And I am so happy that sports is coming back, but I am so sad at the same time because I know none of these leagues are going to finish. How fragile is society that it cannot function without entertainment? Well, here's the thing. Not fra- that's like right. You've had are that you, forever. Are you familiar with the history of yes. America? Everything is falling apart. We would crumble if we weren't entertained and distracted. Andrew, do me a favor. Name that new pop song that everyone's listening to. <laughs> Doesn't exist because there's not a new one. What's that new box office smash at the movie theater? Doesn't exist. Does not exist. Do you want me to keep going? Run the Jewels 4 is out. That's a big deal. What? Yeah. Are you talking about? Run the Jewels 4. The new Trolls is out. Yeah. The new yeah. Trolls? Yeah. What, what is that? You haven't seen the new... You never seen are you talking trolls? about Twitter? Twitter Trolls? Twitter Trolls? Is that yeah, what you're talking Twitter about? Twitter Trolls. You know, the Patrollo Trolls. Patrollo? No, just Doug and Smack. I don't even know what that word means. Is that <laughs> when gas is combined with hey, a but there is a there's a new, uh, like, it's like a Facebook. Uh, it's called Parlor, and that's supposed to be, like, more for conservative people. Yes. Like, they... This is very correct. In, in, like, angry mom groups. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they don't judge. I mean, they're not going to hate you because you like a certain party or not. They're not going to. They're going to post everything, basically. Well, it's all hate-based. Yeah. So yeah. They're, they're trying to keep it friendly. Me and Andrew both hate green chili on our burrito. So we're no, in a that's group a lie. Get, oh. That's a lie. I okay. love green ch- and red chili with a fried egg. Mm-hmm. I, okay. Red chili Awful fried early egg. to have this conversation right now. <laughs> I'm about to get some golden pride right, right. now. Friend of the, not friend of the show. Well, a Frontier's a friend of the show. So I would say that Golden Pride, by proxy, also a friend of the show. And it's local. absolutely, And it's local. It's a great point. Duke City. 
you want them shirts. <laughs> the point is, there's nothing keeping us distracted from how terrible everyday life is and being surrounded only by my friends and family. Here are things that are higher than ever right now. The number of people playing StarCraft, the number of people on hub websites, the number of people in, in content-created community uh, groups that, like Drew just described. All these things are super high because there's nothing to do. Do you remember in the beginning when it was really fun of quarantine? Oh, you're talking about uh, the Tiger King period. Oh, my gosh. When everyone was riding bikes and hiking and watching Tiger King. It was, yeah, and re-downloaded <laughs> Pokemon Go. Oh, the good old days. Yeah. I still have Pokemon Go on my phone. See? Let's go. Catch them all. Gen Z, changing the world. But no, not anymore. There's nothing going on. I'm going to get excited for the Pelicans at the Utes. I'm stoked to watch the Pellies, old Zion, the Zion show. I'll, I'll get turned for that. How's he look? Ankle still broke? I have no clue. I haven't been following it. <laughs> you don't say. No. Because what is there to follow? Adam Silver? <laughs> Adam Silver tweets. That's all there is. Hey, guys, uh, I know I haven't been in front of the microphone, in front of my house, uh, in front of this backdrop in my beautiful home in, in a couple hours, but I just wanted to put out a tweet saying the NBA is in solidarity with whatever current events going on, and we will play basketball again. Also, it's really dangerous outside, and we're just going to accept that, and we're going to go ahead and play basketball no matter what because we can't really get outside the current climate. Sorry for all the change, but we are willing to risk these players. Um, don't call them slaves. Call them indentured servants. Thanks. Bye. Like, what? Okay. Adam Silver? And these young bloods, because not all these dudes are LeBron. Not all these dudes are 35 and have already done it for 17 years. Also, at the end of the show, we're pouring one out to Vince Carter. Yeah. Twenty-two years, Vince Carter. So you're worried about uh, these kids going out, right? Yes. They could just pull a, a Kyle Walker. You know who Kyle Walker is? I don't want to play no ball. Andrew, do you know the Kyle Walker story? No, I never even heard of him. England and Manchester City footballer Kyle Walker. It's the most English name I've ever heard. Right at the beginning of old Uncle Corvid, when things started shutting down, I think he's a he's a thirsty, thirsty boy. So he hired two sex, sex workers to come over to his house <laughs> to do his taxes. And had a sex party for a week. Ugh. Well, that's how you pass some time during COVID. I know, right? Do you think Zion Williamson should do this so he doesn't get? I do not think he should do this. You don't think this is a good a good outlet? This is a terrible plan. Here's what you got to do. This is real. I can make this work. The NBA partners with PlayStation. All these guys get PS5s early. They get PS5s like today. Yeah, and then they'll be so enamored with the new NBA Jam. Oh my God! There's gonna be a new NBA Jam. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, dude, look at Juju. He uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. That fool is a gamer. He's a professional gamer. Is he really? Yeah. He literally has his own uh, a gaming team. Like a sponsored one. <laughs> yeah, like a sponsored. Like they, he has a squad. Like if you want to be on his team, you have to be really good. So player. I think I've read this story, and to my understanding, it's just one of his boys, and he's like paying for it. Is that not true? No, dude. It's actually like a sponsorship from a legit game company that they like. Is this the It's Liddy? I have no idea. Okay. So to my understanding, like 
he's got like a buddy, and maybe I'm wrong, but it's like, man, I really like I'm really all about Call of Duty right now. <laughs> and he's like, oh no problem, fam. I know you know I just bought old boy like a sixty thousand dollar ride. Well, what I'm gonna do here is I'm just gonna cut you off a little. So you can you can pay your server fees, or I don't know what that is. Juju has agreed to a six-figure endorsement deal with HyperX. Oh, my God. The gaming division of Kingston Technology Company. Boom. No clue what any of that means, but I read it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm dating myself. Right Old man Nunley. Yeah, on my front porch, waving my fist at these gamers. More schedule talk when we get back. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the ABQ Act Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinon, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Ten short minutes away from Julianne Overton, the public affairs Officer for the Santa Fe National Forest. It's at 8 a.m. 8.30. Friend of the program. Twitter icon, Bob Nightingale. <laughs> Just jealous. That's what it is. Just jealous. We were talking. What's that? What's that right there? Does that run the jewels? Is that what that is? I saw them at Sister Bar. No, you did not. I don't. I love whatever this is. Get your mind right, Andrew. What do we have going on back here in the little, background? Yeah, what's this little love <laughs> we're getting here? Sorry, that was just the jam. That was Ice Cube and Crazy Bone. Oh. Until we're rich. So, Andrew. Get your mind right. Get your grind right. For the listener, he doesn't even listen to the show during. He just turns on. <laughs> get a little mix in there. Back there jamming. Thinking about his red and green chili with his fried egg. Yeah. Living that dream. Duke City living. Is that it's a my real? last day. For with you guys for a minute, so you got to enjoy it. Sorry to hear that. I, I didn't know that. It's That's breaking it. news. Breaking news, guys. Andrew is on to bigger and better things. I will things. be on KKOB dun, 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 now dun, dun. for the rest of the month. Oh, That's going to be a so interesting got, time. You're stuck with Vitel. Well, it's not stuck. We're so fortunate to yeah. have. He's the best in the biz, if you ask me. I tell you what. Hey, I learned I learned from him. Also the only one in the biz. Correct. <laughs> Andrew is a distant second to Vital. It's not fair. It's not, even, it's not even in the same. To me, it's 1A and 1B. Yeah, different leagues, though. Like, yeah. one's the major league and one is Andrew's league. Right. Yeah, so yeah. he's like the majors and the minors, but it's all good, dude. I'll get there. Yeah, no, you'll get there. You'll get there. You're the best quad A player. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Like, you will definitely... Make the twenty-eight man roster. Correct. <laughs> you're one of the taxi guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're right. Josh Hamilton before success. Right. Yeah. As long as I'm on the squad. When Alex Bregman goes down with the Corvid. Correct. Which they are they're gonna call on you, buddy. I'm down. Let's do this. Here's what I would say. I would say, yeah, I'll come up and replace him, but I need you to dig out all the dirt here around third. I don't want to be touching that. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> I don't want to use his locker. It's literally not how it spreads, but cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talking about science? Yes. This is my specialty. More corona cases yesterday than any day ever. The record before then was the day before. Can I tell you what's going to happen today? Tell me. More cases than ever. A new record. It's laughable. Well, you know what's going to help me in sports? Let's get the NBA back. But do you really believe that, though? No. I don't believe it either. I don't believe that Major League Baseball coming back to play 60 games, which, by the way, if you give me the option to have 60 games of baseball or zero games of baseball, I'm going to take 60 games. I don't necessarily care about the quality or the substance. I just want it to exist. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
For sure. I don't care who's out there. They can buy, There can be five outs in every inning because some guys can't just grab routine grounders. <laughs> I think, I mean, in that scenario, there should be less outs, not more outs. But whatever. Every game of 60 games is the most important game. It's going to make it more interesting, right? Every inning of every game is the most important inning. Yes. Every out of every inning is the most important out. Each at bat matters. Every at bat yeah. is the most Every pitch is the most important pitch. Yeah, that 162 game grind kind of becomes irrelevant now, doesn't it? No. You got like a what you're really doing is you got a an extended playoffs is what you're doing. So you're who kind do of you start? fighting for the seating. Who do you start? Who do I start? Yeah, do you start your old guys or do you start your young guys and then use your old guys later? Oh, I'm platooning everything. Like, and I know there's weird rules now where like you can't take pitchers out without getting outs or or a full inning. Yes. And now everyone's got a DH, but I got I got a taxi of players. And I here's the thing, Van Nunley. Yes, sir. You're pitching every day. Right. You're the best pitcher. There are 66 days to play 60 games. Not bonkers. Hey, you're going to tell me you're tired? You know how many days you just had off? Over 100 of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. And it will be garbage. It will be garbage baseball. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's going to be good no matter what. What part? The play? You think professional athletes have to have a spring training Mm-mm. to warm up? I think they're so talented, they just walk out there and they're successful. I agree to an extent, but, and hear me out, this isn't baseball as they know it. This isn't like buffet-style team meals before. This isn't everyone gets the rub down from the masseuse afterwards. This isn't all the routine that baseball has ever known. When's the last time... Mike Trout played a baseball game without being the exact same creature or habit as he's been for every baseball game he's ever played. Yeah, and ba- baseball players are very superstitious yes. people. I'm just going to get them out of the routine. At work, at my old day job, I wore the same pair of pants every day for like two weeks because I had a good day in them one day. People are like, that's weird. Yeah, it, it is very weird. You're weird and gross. It's very gross. And I said, Mike Trout does it? They were correct. Did you hear my defense, though? Mike Trout does it. That's your answer for everything. Barry Bonds hit a bunch of dingers. What about your boy? Mike Trout does it. Mike Trout does it. (laughs) (laughs) I just do not believe that this thing is going to happen in the exact same way that I do not believe the NBA is going to happen as it's presented. Yes. All these agreements, all these ideas, these are um, living documents. They're living concepts. Because right now, there's not a stipulation for if one person gets the COVID, two people, three people. Mm -hmm. You'll legitimately see games in the NBA. And by the way, there's only like seven games or something. Oh, we only got eight eight games in the playoffs. We got three guys on the bench. That's all we got. I see the NBA being more successful. Number one, because they're confined into one space. And baseball has three times the players, and they're still going to travel. So i got to get in and out of planes, in and out of stadiums. It's going to fail. 
hey, do you do you like your immune system? Does it get better or compromised when traveling for sixty out of sixty six consecutive days? Yes, that is super correct. And the thing is, like a professional athlete, unless they have some kind of immunity issue, they might not even know they have COVID, but they're going to be an asymptomatic carrier. They're going to be so damn healthy. It doesn't matter what they get. They probably won't even notice they have it. They might get like a little snivel. There's a line item in this budget that is for testing. They're yeah. going to know. You're going to know. Everyone's going to get tested. Right. But no, these professional athletes aren't going to get sick. They aren't going to be like affected by it. But that's it's not about them proper. It's about everyone. They come in contact with. Correct. Yes. Mike Trout has baby on the way. Right. Do you know what I'm not doing? Playing baseball. I've hit my first dinger. Have I been there for the? You, that's what you pick. The birth of your child. You're picking the doing the old Avery Bradley treatment. Avery Bradley said he's not playing in the NBA this year. For that reason. Yep. He I'm in on that. He doesn't want to give it to his family. Nope. Hey, watch me side on caution and survive. And there's a way to do it. I recently went to Florida. I came back and got tested. Here's the thing when I was in Florida, I was super safe. The core group of people I was with, and that was it. Don't play those games. Right. We're up against the break. When we get back, Julianne Overton is going to join us at the top of the hour. Damon Busters presents ABQ Central live from the ABQ Act studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. It's the top of the hour here in Albuquerque. We're having a lot of fun. We're talking sports. We're talking current events. We're talking pop culture. We're about to be talking holidays and how to spend them. Holiday. You and I were talking, hey, let's get out on the, we got a holiday coming up. Fourth yeah. of July next week. Let's get outside. Let's play in nature. There's no, we don't have to watch fireworks at Isotopes Park. We don't, there's nothing going on in town per se. Except, by the way, all my neighbors have somehow gotten their hands on fireworks because all my neighbors are apparently dirtbags. As soon as the sun sets. Wait, pop, 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 pop. Fire, fireworks banned right now? I don't know if they're banned, yeah. but I know they're banned in the city. Like, you cannot. Yeah, there's a lot in my neighborhood. So let's go to the wilderness. If it's safe to go outside, because it was kind of smoky last week. So we brought in new friend of the show, Julianne Overton, the public affairs officer for the Santa Fe National Forest. Good morning, Julie. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? Oh, we are excited to have you on the program. Good morning. Good morning. We, good morning. Julie. We need forest updates. What is going on in northern New Mexico? Where can I go play, and how much fun can I have while I'm doing it? Well, I'll tell you something. You know, the forests have not closed at all. They've been open through the whole COVID-19 thing. We did close down some campgrounds, but they are open again. We opened up the campgrounds on June 15th. So you can get out into the woods and do pretty much everything that you can think of you know hiking biking horseback riding um just taking in the sights but what you need to be prepared for is you're not going to be alone there are a whole bunch of people who are i think kind of weary of sheltering in place and so they're heading into the forest so the usage right now is compared to june 27th of 2019 up or down up insanely up yeah. So, yeah. and you're saying the individuals that are out that are currently taking in the beauty that is New Mexico. And I cannot stress that as a transplant. If you are new to the city and you do not know how beautiful the northern part of the state is, well, the whole state really, this is the prettiest place on earth. 
Yeah, I I don't disagree. I agree. It's beautiful. Would you uh, say these individuals? Oh, I'm, and I'm so sorry to interrupt. Would you say these individuals that are currently utilizing um, all the forest opportunities here in the state? Would you say they're doing it in the correct manner? Or would you say they need some coaching? I would say that many of them do need some coaching. Mm-hmm. What we're finding is that there, are, and this is just anecdotally, like I don't have statistics or anything, but what we're finding is that a whole lot of people are coming into the forest for the very first time. They've never been camping. They've never been hiking on these trails. So uh, they do need a little coaching. We, When the campgrounds were closed, we also had to close all of the toilet facilities because uh, we didn't have the PPE and the cleaning supplies to properly take care of them. That's been resolved, and they're open now, so that's a good thing. But there was a period of time there where we were seeing people just leaving trash and all yeah. kinds of unpleasant things right out, you know, just on the ground in the forest. It was not, not pretty. Oh, that's hard to hear. Uh, yeah, yeah, we just we went camping uh, two weeks ago in the Jemez, and it was pretty busy. But it seems yeah. like everyone took care of themselves and everyone cleaned up after themselves. Yeah. So and shout you know, out, shout right out to the our neighbors in the Hamas. Exactly. Most people are pretty responsible. You know, we ask people to just take care of it. Leave it better than you found it is a good byword. And with your garbage, even though we're now we resumed the trash collection, but really pack it in, pack it out, take it home. You know, throw it away when you get home. That's the best thing to do for the forest and for our employees, our personnel who are out there picking up other people's stuff. So there is tons to do in the Santa Fe National Forest area, and it's not just all trees. There's tons of other things to do. There's national monuments, et cetera, et cetera. Can can you tell the people listening right now who may not have an idea of what all this encompasses? Well, you know, I mean, on the forest, it's going to be your basic outdoor recreation stuff. Uh, but, you know, that includes things like rafting on the Rio Chama. Ooh. We have outfitters who, you know, give people access to those kind of adventures. Um, the hiking, our, our trails are pretty special. So hiking is a big, big thing, especially, you know, like north of Santa Fe. If you head up uh, the Ski Basin Road. There are several areas where you can stop. Now, because of the current COVID situation, we are asking people if the parking area, if you pass one trail and the parking area is packed, keep going. Keep going up the mountain until you find some place that's a little less crowded so you can kind of maintain the social distancing. Um, we do ask people if you're bringing your dog, keep them on a leash. Just be considerate of other people and other people's dogs. So, uh, but, you know, as you said, we're also uh, neighbors with places like the Bias Caldera, Bandelier National Monument. I mean, these are all pretty spectacular places to visit. You mentioned Hamas. Hamas Springs is, you know, the home of the famous hot springs. Those are open now. But, again, I would caution people to think about the social distancing and wearing a mask if you're actually going to get into the hot springs with people you don't know. Um, of course, you know, our, our little gateway communities are pretty cool, too. Hamas Springs, Pecos on the east side of the forest. 
because the Santa Fe National Forest itself is like 1.6 million acres spanning from the Jemez Mountains to the Sangre de Cristo Mountains. It's a pretty pretty big chunk of territory, and there's a lot to explore in it for sure. Julianne Overton, Public Affairs Officer with the Santa Fe National Forest, is joining us, and we're talking camping opportunities and what to do on the 4th of July this upcoming next week. I got I got a question. Maybe we got a lot of listeners, Julie, that are first timers. Maybe we got a lot of listeners that want to get out and experience wilderness in a way they haven't before. In your opinion, because you are the foremost expert that I know, um, <laughs> where is the where is the best opportunity for a first timer to get in and have the best experience? I don't know that I could just pick one spot to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the places I mentioned, Jemez and Pecos, those are really popular, I think, because they're so accessible to folks coming from Albuquerque or Santa Fe. You know, if you're coming from the city, it's it's the easy place to get to. If you want to get somewhere that's a little less crowded and a little more remote, you know, on the, on the west side of the forest, keep going and go into the Cuba area or the Coyote area, which is by, you know, not too far from Abiquiu and Lake Abiquiu. Um, You can do dispersed camping. You don't have to be in a campground. You can do car camping or dispersed camping where you can just find a spot and set up your camp. One thing I do want to emphasize to folks, we are in stage two fire restrictions. We're in fire season, so we're trying to obviously uh, reduce the risk of having a big wildfire this year. And so there are no campfires. If you do go camping, don't plan on building a campfire and don't bring your charcoal grill. If you have a propane camp stove that has an on-off switch, you're good to go with that. You can use that to make your coffee and cook your dinner, but no campfires. Speaking of stage two uh, fire restriction, I flew in last week. I was out of town. I was in Florida, and I flew in, and I thought it was just low cloud cover over the city of Albuquerque, but it was smoke. It was smoke from, I guess, our neighboring state in Arizona. How is, how is like, the current conditions? Is, it, is there still spots where it's an issue health-wise, or is everything cleaned up in a way to where, where next weekend is going to be the most enjoyable experience possible? You know, those fires are still going in Arizona. Arizona has some significant fires burning right now. The one uh, north of Phoenix, the Bush Fire, it's actually the fifth largest one in Arizona history already. So uh, we're going to continue to get that smoke. Things are going to keep moving our way. Uh, That's why it's even more important that we uh, do what we can to not have a similar kind of situation here in New Mexico. And knock on wood. So far, so good here in our state. But, um, you know, it, it smoke, it's not good for anybody. So, uh, you know, it, it can have health impacts on folks here. Julie, we wanted to follow up lastly with the 4th of July. So do I, where are my best bets? Do I need to make a reservation somewhere? Is it first come, first serve? If I want to get the family out, like what is my easiest access to making sure that, that this thing goes without consequence, that goes without hiccup? Well, we, we only have a few campgrounds that take reservations, and that you do that through www.recreation.gov. And if you go to that website and then just search Santa Fe National Forest, it will show you the list of our reservation campsites. Uh, I have not checked it out. My guess would be that they're probably booked for Fourth of July. 
also, uh, you know, the other campgrounds. And you can find, if you go to our website, the Santa Fe National Forest website, and click on, um, in the left-hand bar, it says recreation. If you click on that and then scroll down all the way down the page that that takes you to, you'll find a list of all of our trails and all of our campgrounds and whether they're open or closed. Almost everything is open now. So uh, that is probably your best bet to figure out which one you want to go to. Uh, you have lots and lots of options, and it just depends on which part of the forest you want to visit. Um, I would warn people, you know, like if you're going to go to Pecos, that Pecos Canyon uh, is jam-packed with people. So if you're not looking for a crowd, I would avoid Pecos super popular and it's really going to be crazy on a holiday weekend Julie, uh, another reminder you were talking about fireworks fireworks are always 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 prohibited on national forests. yeah thanks for Not, that yeah, it doesn't matter about <laughs> fire restrictions never 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 set off fireworks julie julianne overton the public affairs officer for the santa fe national forest i got one final question before i let you go sure i got a friend coming to town in your opinion, your personal opinion, as you define it, where is the best vista of mountain scenery here in the Southwest? Where is the one place where if I take you this are, Midwesterner... You are killing me with these questions. <laughs> I, I don't have a very favorite. You know, it's all so beautiful. I love that. Um, I, I, I can't take... I can't pick a favorite. I love the red rocks as you're driving into Hamas. Um, I love the vistas. You know, if you drive up to the Santa Fe Ski Basin, that's all pretty spectacular. That's the area, you know, that in the fall, the aspens turn the mountain that beautiful golden color, which is a little too early for that, obviously. But, you know, those are some pretty spectacular vistas. Julianne Overton, she paints... And like she paints a picture as Bob Ross would paint a picture, mm. but it's with words. It's with words. Juliet, uh, thank you so very much. Anything we missed? Anything you want to make sure the the listener hears before before they embark on their forest adventure? Well, you know, I would really recommend, especially for first timers, Google something called "Leave No Trace," and it'll take you to. Uh, it's kind of an outdoor ethic. It's a way to behave. There are seven principles for "Leave No Trace." Uh, um, well, gosh, I can't even think how to put it. Leave no trace principle uh, behaving and recreating in the outdoors. It'd be super helpful to somebody who's not too familiar with on National Forest. And, and Julie, we're losing your phone a little bit, so so we're going to let you go. But I will definitely piggyback off that with, uh, I would say the camping, hiking, mountain, outdoor community is so very friendly, so very engaging. If you're in a position where you don't necessarily know the part, just look to your left or look to your right because people people are figuring it out pretty well, at least from my experience. Julianne Overton, the Public Affairs Officer for the Santa Fe National Forest, thank you so very much. You're very welcome. Thank you. What a good dude. What yeah. a good friend of the show. Excited. I enjoyed that. LNT.org, Leave No Trace Center for Outdoor Ethics. That's a very good reference. 1.6 million acres. you got to start walking now. It's bonkers. When we get back, 15 minutes until Bob Nightingale joins us. Dave & Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the ABQX studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Oh, the tall one. 
back on air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember. The break conversations often better than the radio show. And if you like that, which you've never heard, find us on social media at TalkABQ. That's the Gram. That's the Facebook. That's the Twitter. Do we have anything else? We have a website, TalkABQ.com. I honestly didn't know we had a Twitter. <sighs> I know we do the Instagram and Facebook. So you are, you make the questions for Bob Nightingale on how to get so many followers. He doesn't even have a like a like a photo. He just just Bob Nightingale. Well, he's got like a profile one, but like a header one. It's not sure. a header one. Well, he's got his finger on the pulse of all things baseball, and I'm wildly jealous of his connections. 505-246-0610. We are 15 short minutes away from Bob. I'm excited for a 4th of July without sports. I know that sounds weird because I'm a sports talk radio show host. can't tell you the last time I had a 4th of July without sports. I can't tell you the last time I had a 4th of July that I didn't like, ensure I was watching the Nathan's hot dog eating competition. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a 4th of July in recent history where I haven't been hosting just a banger of a 4th of July party with hundreds of my closest friends. Here's the thing. That's not an exaggeration. That's really what I did. I have this 4th of July. Do you know what I'm doing, Van? What? I'm coming to see you. We're going to go camping. Yeah, we are. We're no won't, We won't be in the Santa Fe forest. <laughs> no. No invite. We'll be in the Coconinos. So, Andrew. Oh, Andrew, you know you're invited. Buddy. Yeah, you're invited for sure. But uh-huh. we heard your KKOB schedule is a little hectic right now. So, we didn't want to uh, want to throw any wrenches in that. You know, I can make a possibility. You know, yeah, well. Down to camp. Always have, down to have a good time. We don't want to. You have a lot of professional aspirations here. We're not going <laughs> to throw you off track. Oh, okay. I'm too much for you. Too hyper. But Julianne Overton painted the picture of how you do it here in the States. So I was very, I could not have been happier with that. That's a great segment. It was excellent. Yeah. Because not everyone. So good at her job. Correct. Yeah. Get, I will never be as good at anything as she is at her she job. She pronounced all the names of all those forests without stuttering. <laughs> you have, you've yet to gone to go through a segment without stuttering. No. And you just messed up gone and gun. Yeah. See? <laughs> See what happens, Larry? Here's the thing, though. That's a good question. Why didn't we ask it? If I do go into the forest, because here's the thing I have fears of. One, bears. Mm-hmm. Two, bears. And three, bears. So well, I'm talking see, about Goldilocks. That's the question that I was going to ask when you so rudely took my question. It's not my first day. Yeah. Should I live in perpetual fear of the forest because of the unknown? Because I, like most Americans, fear things I don't know. Yes. 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 Here's some other things in the forest. There's mountain lions creeping around. For Huge it. ass mountain lions. <laughs> the ones that are left. So I, you do you take a gun with you? I absolutely would go buy a gun and then take it with me. Or a bone arrow. What? Listen here, uh, Tarzan. <laughs> I'm not trying to befriend something. A bow and arrow? Dude, that'd be sick. No, I'm. I'm not. I'm. I was born a Sagittarius. I'm not a Sagittarius. I would not. I would not bow and arrow anything. All right. You know, I could call. I could call the gals over at ABQ Axe. I'd get some lessons. Yeah, it definitely take some axes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that fifth grade book, Hatchet, like that? I do not remember that. I believe it's uh, Gary Paulson. Are you making this up? I'm gonna let me Google it. I think Are you that's messing close. with me, dude? He is making that up. No, I'm not. You're talking about uh, 4th of July, no sports. Hat- Hatchet by Gary Polson. Let me tell you. 
Newberry Honor winning young adult wilderness survival novel. I couldn't find a stat for the 4th of July, but the last time there was no baseball on Memorial Day okay. was 1882. That, Similar to the 4th of July. Is that bonkers? They started playing 162 oh. of them in 1961, Mickey Mantle's first year. Um, 140 years. Baseball's been around so long. Work stoppages in 1994 and 1955. Does baseball have a birthday? Like a single day? Yeah, is there like a day that baseball was baseball? Excellent question. I don't think it is because I think I would know that. I feel like I would also have a tattoo of it. Right. Because that's the thing with like this upcoming season. We're going to talk to Bob about this. And by the way, Bob is such a tremendous guest. We will just say go. Yeah. And then that'll be it. We, won't right. have to we don't even need questions. Just say, hey, fill us in, bud. Yes. Hey, what have we missed? It's we'll a four, 411, chief. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know what? No NBA talk here, guy. No. We're only talking baseball. You and I will watch 60 games of baseball for our prospective teams. Yeah, I watch at least 50 every year. Oh, easily? Yeah. Oh, I watch more than 50. Yeah. I will catch one game from every series no matter what. That goes without question. And I will catch all the games of rivalry and division games. Also, I'm very passionate, and this is not going to make sense because we're in the mountain time zone here, and a lot of listeners are going to be like, well, it's a big deal. Well, I grew up in the central time zone. There's nothing I love better than a West Coast start. I love a baseball game that goes past 10 p.m. Yes. Love that. Ending right at midnight. Please. Pass Thank out. you. The idea of extra innings is giving me goosebumps right now. I think the odds are stacked. Did you find yeah, the birthday of baseball? Yeah, I'm looking for it. And it's all uh, advertisements for Party City. The decorations for <laughs> baseball-themed parties. <laughs> so I'm saying there is not an exact day for a uh, baseball birthday. Just try Wikipedia. It's, uh, you would oh. think there would be, though, right? You would think. It's so old. It's like, what's Jesus' actual birthday? Well, they have that one. That one is actually pretty famous. <laughs> No, but his actual birthday. Yes. December 25th. Are no, you messing with me right now? It's not December 25th. Yes, it is. No, it's not December 25th. It's allegedly sometime in May. I've celebrated this thing for 35 years. Yes, that I, is that is Christmas Day on the Gregorian calendar. But it's not Jesus' actual birthday. He'd be born sometime in the summer. Also, whenever you say allegedly in front of a statement, that makes it not a statement. Allegedly. See? <laughs> JC was born on December 25th. That is incorrect. Major League Baseball was born like the day before, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. The rich history of nothing. nothing. That's what we're giving you on the program. I won't watch every game. It's still a lot of games. But I'll watch... Gosh, will I watch all 60? Because do I want to be able to say... Some point in my future, I watched every game of a season. This is the one where you could do it. If there was one, June nineteenth, eighteen forty-six. What was that? The first game, allegedly the first baseball game ever played between like the Chicago Packers and the Philadelphia Packers. 
Wait, when? The New York Nine defeated the Knickerbockers 23-1 to in four innings. Can we talk about how good of a name the Nine is? The New York Nine? That is, I didn't know that existed. That's really good. And I'm about to get the Mitchell and Ness of it. It's, they sound like domestic terrorists. Wait, that's an actual baseball team? The New York Nine are on trial. <laughs> <laughs> You're not making that up, right? No, no, no. That's In a real name. Hoboken, New Jersey. The first baseball game was played by the New York Nine. They defeated the Knickerbockers. In 1846. June 19th, Was this 1846. Like Yankees? Hey, Juneteenth. The summer of 1846, New York lived in terror. Another as the New York Nine dropped <laughs> 23 runs night after night on the opposing Knickerbockers. Knickerbockers were garbage. Oh, my gosh. Can't believe they fielded a team. Was that their only game they ever played? <laughs> they said, well, yeah, this one actually ain't for us. I know this is a brand new sport. Yes. And I know we don't have an official league yet, but you guys suck. <laughs> and you better not show up tomorrow. And here's the thing. Uh, what's a good 1943 New York name? Tony? Gotta be. Gotta be. Listen. Probably like Pennyweather. Yeah. Or like Wilfred. Yeah, listen here, Clydesdale. Helmsley. Yes. <laughs> well, Wellesley. And everyone's fetch my corn yeah. cob pipe, Wesley. Sherlock, Sherlock's up to bat here. <laughs> so, and then and there's a paper boy. Knickerbockers suck. Breaking news. And you're like, what? I, who? The New York Nine defeated the Knickerbockers. Hot off the press. Yeah. It's actually the inspiration for like uh, Rosemary. Like, uh, oh, what's the name of that movie? Rosemary. Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. Rosebud. <laughs> Rosebud. Okay. All right. I'm cultured. Yeah. I knew Gary Paulson's Hatchet. You could, yeah. I was, I was going to say, like, you remember a book you read in fifth grade. Never read it. You forgot Rosebud. It's only the book, like, greatest cinematic, cinematic piece of art ever made as well, far as filmmaking goes. The first two Godfathers have entered the chat. Did, that is post this. This is set like a million years before that. Correct. And it's got a, what's his name? He's excellent. <laughs> I'm the worst at film. You, dude, you suck at Geeks Who Drink. I'm never inviting you again. That is not true. I'm excellent at that because they'll hit me with a weird one. They'll be like, we rearrange the letters in these state capitals. Figure it out. I'm like, uh -huh. okay, done. Okay. That one I got. Not Rosebud, though. No. Hey, you know what one I do have? Or Orson Welles. These famous Star Wars characters are related. Name the relation. I'm like, okay, got it. Done. Like, I, I can do that. Hmm. Yeah. How many different colors of Power Ranger were there? Oh, here's the thing. Crack my knuckles. Oh, my. That's pretty easy because there's one for each race. Because Power Rangers are insanely racist. I just know which one I identified with easily. Oh, the white one? The well, Gosh, I was <laughs> going to say green. But, yeah, the white. Well, he's the same one. Ah, oh, shoot. It's been a good program so far. Yeah. There are sports back, which makes it harder. To not talk about sports. And, uh, loyal listener, if you don't remember the Power Rangers, I want you to go back and Google the original Power Rangers and what they look like. Define original Power Ranger. The original set of colors. Jason, David, Frank. Like those ones. Yeah. No, and you're... They're, hey, uh, let's let's do a quiz here. Like 90s Power Rangers? Yeah. Or like before? 90s. Like, yeah, the 90s ones. It started in okay. the... They're out of central casting. Right. So, Fred, let's do a pop quiz. Okay. Geeks, I'm ready for it. What ethnicity yes. was the yellow Power Ranger? I believe she was from South Africa. She was nope. Asian. She oh, was Asian. okay. 
Here's a fun fact. She died the same day as 9-11, but not in 9-11. Not related? Yeah, she died in a car accident. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Hey, Fred. What ethnicity was okay. the Black Power Ranger? Okay, this one I know for certain. <laughs> because he, so uh, Native American descent, obviously. Nope. Oh, You missed it shoot. again. The Black Power Ranger was black. Ah, uh, okay. Hey, Fred. Yeah. What sex was the Pink Power Ranger? So this one's easy. <laughs> I because, was Kimberly, and she was hot. Yeah, and it was and it was the '90s, so you could only choose from the two, because uh-huh. <laughs> it's not today. But yeah, she was, to my understanding, a, a beautiful woman. Yeah, she's a cute. Yeah, she's a, okay, cool. a woman. Yeah, and the red and blue Power Rangers were white, obviously. But, but the blue one, nerdy. Yeah. Yeah. The red one's the cool one. The blue one's the dork. And everyone knows that blue is the dork, the standard set by Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Exactly that. When we get back from break, Bob Nightingale's going to join us, and I'm going to get his favorite Ninja Turtle. Favorite Power Ranger? Yeah, he's going to leave this interview and say, what? What? What happened? was I just What happened was- he, I'm a professional. You know he's a 505-er. No. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Got the roots here. Huh. Dave and Buster presents ABQ Central live from the- ABQX Studio, powered by Nexico Pinion, 95.9 talk FM. sports every day, but we're by no means experts, so we go get them. Bob Nightingale, Hall of Fame voter and Twitter icon, joins us on the program. Bob, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing well, my friend. Thank you for taking the time on a beautiful Saturday morning here in Albuquerque to talk Major League Baseball. Van and I have been absorbing all of the Major League Baseball information, and we can't decipher anything. What are the most important bullet points of what Rob Manfred is trying to give us? Well, with the analogy uh, just to get started, you know, these players have got to go through all kinds of protocols. Uh, you know, two days of testing, and uh, you know, it'll start up next next Friday. So we'll see what happens. They're doing everything possible uh, with the health procedures, but you know, we're seeing college football programs being shut down and the. You know, pandemic, you know, sweeping through the adult states. So they're keeping their fingers crossed and see if they can get this thing done. To your understanding, Bob, when when this whole thing started three months ago and 100 games have surpassed, do you feel like both sides have put in enough effort to get this thing to happen? Or did you feel like the towel should have been thrown in some time ago? Well, I mean, they, they could have, yeah, they could have easily done this a month ago. Uh, but that being said, with the pandemic the way it is, I'm not sure they could have played. I mean, maybe they were trying to uh, want to start baseball July 1st or July 4th. And, uh, you know, what happened a week ago, they shut down every spring training facility anyway. So I think they might have been at square one. So I'm not, in the long run, you know, I don't know how uh, much time was lost. Uh, you know, but certainly nobody wanted to hear the, you know, the fight between the two sides, you know, not with what's going on in the country and the, uh, you know, what, over 40 million Americans unemployed, 110,000 deaths. So no, nobody's a move for that. Yeah, Bob, recently you've written about MLB safety protocols. Like, this is going to be tough for a lot of players. Can't lick your fingers, you can't spit. And I know to the disdain of a lot of uh, passive baseball fans, there's no showering together. So how is, how is all these safety protocols going to affect the game? Well, it'll be interesting to see, you know, when the crowds are really such, such a big part of it, now no fans. Uh, you know, we'll see how that looks on TV. 
The original plan is that there were agreement and the players were going to agree to a broadcast enhancement, which meant uh, I want to say four players a, a game at different times would be uh, mic'd up. So they'd be talking on the bench or the field or and even you know two guys at the same time, uh, you know, talking one another whether they're staying in the outfield or infield. So that's gone now. So they're going to have to try to lighten it up. You know, probably uh, you know a lot, of, a lot of music, that sort of thing. It might be. Uh, might be difficult to watch. We'll see. So, and that's a really good point because we're to the point now where it's, and I don't know the exact percent, but you know, sixty out of one hundred and sixty, so roughly almost forty percent, thirty-five percent, or whatever of games, it's an entertainment factor now. You're not going to get the best quality of baseball, in my opinion. You're not going to get a traditional season, in my opinion. What we recognize as baseball is not going to exist, in my opinion. Do you feel, Bob, that the, there has to be extra concessions and effort made to make this thing enticing to a larger audience for maybe the first time in a long time? No, they do. I mean, you can't take things for granted. Uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, they're, they're doing that for the extra innings uh, now. It's like a runner on second base. And, uh, you know, that's a, you know exciting twist. Um, you know, the baseball purists, you know, may hate it. But it'll make, uh, make extra inning games, uh, you know, much more different than we've ever seen, you know, except in the, the minor leagues, which started this about two years ago. Uh, but yeah, I'm not sure how they're going to, uh, you know, do all this. You know, I mean, if a guy, you know, flips his bat, you know, there's no one, ex- you know, the fans are excited. So we, you know, why even bother doing that? You know, no high fives, no fist bumps, anything like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. We're, we're about to find out. Yeah, I'm definitely going to miss all the, the high fives and the handshakes and you come home and you got your buddy in the on-deck circle and you got your cool, special little high five you do. I'm going to definitely miss all that. Um, so from a, a purist standpoint, you, you mentioned that you know it's going to look different. Are, are we going to see changes in the future of baseball because of this season? Or, or do you think there's anything that we're going to take from this shortened season and say, you know what, that's a good eye, good idea. You know what, maybe we shouldn't do that anymore. Any big revelations about what you think's coming? Well, I, I do think we'll see the universal DH. Uh, you know, right now it's not supposed to be uh, in effect next year, but I wouldn't be surprised if it, it's pushing into next year uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, we'll see about that tenth inning rule. Uh, I could see that maybe staying around, but starting in the maybe the 12th inning or so, and not, not the 10th inning. Uh, this year, too, we're going to have a three-batter minimum rule where a pitcher is going to face about at least three batters without being taken out. Uh, you know, that's going to have an effect on strategy as well. You know, the one thing that will make it exciting this year is that with 60 games, you know, through every game is worth, you know, two and a half times as much as, as usual. So uh, I think there'll be a lot greater urgency in these games. So we'll see managers managed completely different, almost like it's postseason. So, you know, that would be entertaining. Bob Nightingale, who boasts 250,000-plus Twitter followers, couldn't be more jealous <laughs> joining us on the program to talk Major League Baseball. Bob, how's it going to change for you, like access to teams and players and how you view it? How's it going to change for those covering the game? Are they going to be able to give the consumer or the fan what they so tr- traditionally have, or is it going to change in a way that it's going to change how it's consumed? Well, yeah, it changes big time for the uh, you know, writers, broadcasters. Uh, for the writers, for instance, uh, you know, you, you combine, combine to the press box only, came in the one around the stadium or sit in a seat, you know, they're empty. 
uh, but you can't have any interaction with the managers or, or players. Every interview has got to be by a Zoom call or a uh, you know conference call. Uh, you know, no one-on-ones, anything like that. So it really takes away the uh, the personal part out of it. You're not going to see scouts and you know visiting players and you know talking to people you normally would. Uh, you know, obviously the clubhouses are off limits for the rest of the year. So that so I think a lot of the uh, you know game stories and coverage, you know, will be more dull. Uh, bottom line is you can sit at home watching games on TV and you know you know, and get about the same type of access as, as the writers or broadcasters are going to get being inside the ballpark. So there's going to be some huge obstacles with uh, COVID-19 coming up this year and keeping the players safe, keeping the players isolated. Um, there's going to be a lot of travel, just like a normal season. Do you anticipate having to have some more breaks, or do you anticipate them even being able to finish the season as planned? Well, that's certainly a fear among MLB owners, is that because that's where their money's going to come from. Uh, you know, the national TV contract is worth about $780 million uh, postseason. So their, their worst nightmare is to play two months and the postseason's wiped out. Uh, you know, they may have to, you know, start and stop this thing, you know, once, maybe twice. We'll see. Uh, can't do it. You know, it maybe used to be once because, you know, once these guys stop playing, it's hard to get everybody back. back. So, yeah, who knows? Uh, you know, even as some players told me, you know, when it got implemented with the 60-game schedule, you know, they said, hey, we'll be lucky to play 60 games with the way this virus is hanging around. So I guess that would lead to my final baseball question before I ask you a fun one before we go, Bob. My final baseball question is, if you take off your your professional hat, if you take off your reporting hat, and you just, you, you're Bob Nightingale, the fan you've always been, are you very excited or are you apprehensive for what's happening in Major League Baseball right now? Uh, I mean, I'm excited about the game being back, and I think it will be exciting that the games mean so much. Uh, you know, it's usually the, you know, the uh, dog days of summer, you know, we always hear, you know, it's a marathon on a sprint. Well, now, now it's a sprint from the absolute outset. So it, it changes a lot, and I think it, uh, that part makes it exciting. So uh, I'll be excited to see it. You know, I wish it was accessed, but I certainly understand. So uh, this has been the you know, most unique baseball season we've ever seen. Yeah, so talking in between the chalk lines, um, we know we're going to have our big dogs, the the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Astros. Who do you see in this shortened schedule making a really big impact that we may not have thought of over a 162-game stretch? Who's your upstart? Who's your surprises? Yeah, we're going to see some surprises for sure, just because anything can happen in 60 uh, games. Uh, I'll go with the team at the San Francisco Giants. And they had, you know, no chance of uh, contending in the NL West. But, you know, that team is uh, filled with veterans, uh, you know, a bunch of all-stars, but, but aging all-stars. Uh, and usually injuries hit these type of teams or, uh, you know, their body, you know, body gives out at, at some point. They just get worn down. Now you're not going to get worn down. So I, I think a team like the Giants has a chance to hang around. I like the more veteran teams in this element than the young teams just because those guys have been together and can handle something like this. we got one final one. It's going to be a fun one. And I didn't prepare you ahead of time because I wanted your guttural reaction, Bob. We're about to spend our last segment bidding a farewell to Vince Carter of the NBA. I know you've been a sports fan forever. Can you give me just your your 
instant reaction to what Vince Carter was to the NBA and what you were as a fan to him? You know, I wasn't necessarily a Vince Carter fan. I mean, you know, it's ambivalent toward him. Uh, but, yeah, to play that long, I think he's the only player right to play four decades. Isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah. yeah, everybody remembers the, uh, you know, the, the donkey. Almost his whole body almost went through there. But, yeah, just a, uh, you know, a class act uh, in the NBA. So I was always a, uh, you know, spent some years, you know, living in Albuquerque, too. But I was always a uh, a uh, 76ers fan or you know, whatever team uh, or New Jersey Nets when Dr. J played. So it was like that. That, that was my guys. I was a Sixers fan for, for for a long time there. Bob Nightingale, everyone. Bob, thank you so very much for joining the program. Thank you so very much for talking to us about Major League Baseball. And obviously we will stay tuned to everything you're doing uh, on the Twitter and USA Today. All right. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Good Thanks, dude. Bob. Good dude. We get the best of them here. We do. We get the best of them. God, I love talking baseball. Love it. Whew. Felt good. It's coming back. We're covering all my favorite things. I'm not confident they're going to finish the season. Sure. But I am so stoked that we get baseball back. I had a bunch of questions here like, hey, it's you know, the, obviously this is a living document. A bunch of things are going to change. And what's the number of cases before a team shuts down? And what's all these stuff? But here's the thing. It doesn't necessarily matter right now. Sure. It's going to matter. I mean, they're, they're going to have to think on their toes. The Texas Rangers have like 30-something cases in their front office. Not nuts. That's nuts. Yeah. Good job, Texas. Figure it out. <laughs> Texas did just re-shut down. This is the most Texas thing ever. When we get back, final segment, we're going to pour one out. There's been a, it's a weird sports year. This one's going to, it's going to get overshadowed. I didn't think he'd ever retire. I thought they would, he'd be forcefully removed from the court. Wow. <laughs> Dave & Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the ABQX studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. We're back doing radio. Good program today. Julianne Overton, the public affairs officer for the Santa Fe National Forest. Bob Nightingale, USA Today, Twitter, Hall of Fame voter. Vanier, all things baseball. All things. Foremost expert. All time anywhere ever. Outside of the greatest of all time, Joe Buck. I was going to say Tim Kirchin, but whatever. Tim McKernan. Wait, that's a different one. No, that's the same one. Tim McCarver. Tim McCarver. Love Tim McCarver. He's no Bob Euchre. You're off the program next week on a holiday. Yeah. Taking the fourth off. I'll be in the middle of nowhere. I will be here. I'm a friend of the show and friend in real life, Brandon Ortega of KOB. What a dude. What a dude. If you like sports, he sports. I'm scared I might not have a job when I get back. If if the choice came down and I had to choose, I would pick Brandon every time. Duh. So would I. I I'm really excited when you're not on the show. Yes. When I get to do it with Brandon and have a way better program every time. So is the listener. Yeah. Does Drake allow the Toronto Raptors to retire the jersey of Vince Carter? Can like 10 teams retire his jersey? He's played for so many teams. <laughs> Wait, did you say Drake? Yes. Why? Well, is he the owner or what? 
He will be. He will. I mean, what, isn't he? He's kind of de facto owner right now. Hey, he, uh, doesn't he own Toronto? <laughs> he owns the state of Ontario. I th- the is, territory of thank Ontario. Thank you. I was about to get uh-huh. very corrective. Rob Ford didn't build. <laughs> God, that was a character. Toronto's on my list. Reincarnated Chris Farley turned crackhead mayor Rob Ford. Isn't that something? That's amazing. But I do believe Drake, to my understanding, is grooming the Toronto Raptors for ownership. That's so good. That's such That's a good, so good. That's such a, a good joke. Really good joke. Vince Carter, nineteen ninety eight Rookie of the Year, two thousand one Slam Dunk, two thousand ninety nine whatever year that was Slam Dunk champion. And you may remember, he put his arm through the rim. Duh. He had so many iconic moments. If you want to have a good time, look up a Vince Carter highlight. Nineteen ninety nine. And in 2000, for Team USA, he dunked over a guy that was a foot taller than me. So filthy. I'm six and a half foot tall. So filthy. I don't remember that man's name. This this was the Sydney Olympics, remember? 2000. Ian Thorpe. That's swimming. The 50-50 game. With him and Allen Iverson? Crazy. They both dropped 50 on each Crazy. other? Crazy. Mm. Mm. Vince Carter could jump out of a building. He could physically be inside of a building. <laughs> it could have no roof. And this is not hyperbole. No. In literal. He can jump out of a building. Played for Dean Smith in North Carolina. Did you know with his retirement, there are no longer any NBA players who are coached by Dean Smith? Did you know that? Oh, Isn't that crazy stat? Hmm. Yep. So you're saying I'm old. I'm hearing you loud and clear, buddy. Think he's a golfer? So, friend of the show. Oh, okay. Father in real life. All right. Happy birthday. My dad. Upcoming happy birthday. I was incorrect. He said, you'll be camping in the Kaibab National Forest. Oh, I was going to ask that. Not Coconino National Forest. And I'm sure that that text took him about 53 minutes exactly because we had <laughs> the, the Forest Service was on at the 8 o'clock segment, and I just got this text in three minutes ago. Top five draft pick to rookie of the year to slam duck champion to superstar to eight-time NBA all-star to uh, all these things. All these things. Team player. But here it goes. Top 20 point scorer of all time. Top 20, Van. Yep. He got zero ships. Zero ships. Isn't that a shame? Christopher Columbus got more ships than this boy. <laughs> you think Robert Oriole let him have one? Just Robert Oriole give him a ring? Listen here, dog. <laughs> How many has Robert Ori got? Like 11? No, you're thinking of Bill Russell. Rod Ory's got seven. Just kept kept hitting threes. The big shot Bob? He was like a, a better version of Rick Fox. Yeah, seven. You're a Yes, Robert I knew that. Seven. Wasn't even in question. Yeah. I, I got to question you a lot. Carter's last shot. An uncontested three-pointer. 
Drained it. Drained it. <laughs> Drained it. <laughs> Clock runs out a few seconds later. The greatest player of all time to never win a championship? You think he's tagged with that? Oh, my gosh. Thank you for asking that. Uh, Charles Barkley would like to talk to you. Oh. We're th- you're talking just the association, right? Yeah. I think it's Charles Barkley. Allen Iverson? Oh, he, no. He's not, he's not one or two of these guys. He was more iconic. He was not... Jason the- Kidd? Okay. I don't hate that comparison. He's not Charles Barkley. Yeah. Yeah, Barkley probably takes that title. Yeah. Vince Carter's top five. He's top five for sure. He's Never top- to win a ship. Never to win a ship. Also, as far as nicknames go, there's some great ones in the history of sports. And half man, half amazing is at or near the best nickname you can have. The human highlight reel. Half man, half amazing. It's Thank true. you. It's true. So, Vince Carter, he done. 22 years. In 1998, when he came out, I was in the 8th grade. The 8th grade. I did not care about the Toronto Raptors. He's drafted by the Warriors. You don't know this, Andrew. He's drafted by the Warriors. Traded to the Raptors. Uh, for what? I have no idea. Reasons unknown. <laughs> also, he ends up over there with like, do you remember Muggsy Bogues? Muggsy Bogues was throwing lobs. He was traded for the fourth overall pick, Antoine Jameson. Oh, he played for a minute. That'd be weird. Also, fellow North Carolinian. There were some teams down there in North Carolina for a minute. So the Golden State Warriors, no, excuse me, Toronto Raptors got the fourth pick, took Anton Jameson, said, whoopsie, <laughs> we actually wanted Vince Carter. That's the wrong guy. We got, we got the wrong guy from North Carolina. Hey, Golden State, can we do a switcheroo? And I think Muggsy Bogue somehow, because he was a warrior and then ended up a Raptor. Carter appeared in 1,541 games. Oh, my God. Robert Parrish, Moore, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Moore. That is it. Toronto, New Jersey, Orlando, Phoenix, Dallas, Memphis, Sacramento. That's my boy, Vince Carter. Four decades he was in the league. Four different ones. 22 years total. Van, good job today, my friend. Another great episode, my friend. Any final words before we go? Hey, be nice to each other. It's crazy out there. Good job, everyone. GG. See you next week, Burke.